Hello and welcome to Truth Talks, brought to you by South African author, theologian and church leader, Dr. Christopher Pepler. Hello again. As I record this, we are just 16 days from Christmas. Have you ever wondered, was Jesus really born on the 25th of December? I mean, after all, would the shepherds and their sheep be outdoors in the fields in the middle of winter? And what are we supposed to make of those cynics who come along on Christmas and say, ah, yeah, you Christians, but the Christmas story is just a variation of an ancient myth. There's the God of, known as Bacchus, the God of wine, and he was supposedly born of a virgin on this very day, the 25th of December. What are we supposed to make of that? Well, perhaps we, like the ancient Magi, the wise men of the Christmas story, should look to the heavens for answers. The autumn equinox in the northern hemisphere is on the 22nd of September and September is a far more likely candidate for the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ than is December. Now interestingly, on the 22nd of September 3 BC, the planet Mercury was in the constellation of Virgo at sunrise. Hmm. The constellation of Virgo, the Virgin. Above Mercury, as seen from Bethlehem, stood Venus, in almost perfect alignment. And above that, in the constellation of Leo the Lion, of the tribe of Judah, you understand, stood Jupiter, in conjunction with the star Regulus, the royal star. Now, this would have been a significant astronomical event for the ancient wise men, and the Magi, the wise men, would have probably have attributed great religious significance to this. There's been a lot of speculation, you know, about the nature of the star of Bethlehem. Some say it was a comet, some say it was a supernova, and others say it was, no, it was a miraculously, specially created stellar phenomenon. I've read several articles about all these theories, and frankly, none of these explanations satisfy me. So let me just give you the biblical data around the star of Bethlehem. Well, we know that wise men reported to King Herod that they were searching for a recently born Jewish Messiah because, they said, they'd seen his star rising in the east. Now the Gospel account in Matthew goes on to say that King Herod then inquired of these magi the exact time the star had appeared. So he says to them, okay, great. When exactly did you see the star rising in the east? Then he goes to his scholars, he's his wise men, and he asks them, where is the Messiah to be born? And they said, Bethlehem, the city of David, the king. Then Matthew records that the star that the Magi were following went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. Then it goes on and tells us that the wise men entered the house where Mary was, note, house not stable, and that these Magi saw a child, note, a child, not a baby, and they bowed down and they worshipped him. Now Herod asked them to come back to him and to report where this child was, because he very cynically said, so that I too may go and pay my respects to him. But they suspected that he was up to foul play. And so they went another way back home and they didn't tell Herod what was happening. So Herod, in a fit of jealousy and 
concern and rage, ordered the slaughter of all boys of two years old or under, living in or around Bethlehem. Now, what can we glean from this biblical data? Firstly, that the star was observed rising in the east. That the Magi, who probably came from Babylonia, were a priestly class of scientists and they studied astronomy, and their practice was to observe the heavenly bodies at dawn each morning. So they noted and then they interpreted the meaning of the constellations and the planets, which appeared on the eastern horizon as the sun was rising. To them, each star signified a nation, and each planet of the first order, uh, sorry, let me correct that, each planet and each first order star had a special significance to them. These ancient Mago regarded planets, by the way, as wandering stars because they didn't know the scientific difference between a star and a planet. They had just observed that some of these so-called stars appeared to wander across the night sky. Those, of course, we know now are planets. So, when they said they saw the star rising in the east, it is highly, highly likely that they are identifying themselves as this priestly scientific class, Magi, hailing from Babylonia. Now, the second piece of information from the biblical data is that the star of Bethlehem appeared to move and then to stand still and then to move again and then to stand still. So, this clearly rules out a supernova it also rules out a comet that travels in one direction, moves around the sun, and then goes back into outer space. Okay, the third thing that we can gather from the data is that Jesus was no longer a newborn baby in arms, but that the Magi visited Mary and her family when they were living in a house, they weren't in the stable. And to corroborate this, we know that Herod ordered the murder of all boys under two years of age. Now, why? not just order the, the slaughter of boy babies that were still in the mother's arms. Well, Herod, you see, knew the exact time that the star had signaled the birth. So why then two and under? It tells us again that the Christ child was about two years of age when the Magi visited. So I got hold many years ago of a computerized astronomy program. It's called Skyglow, but it's actually not easy to get nowadays. But there's another one called Stellarium. If you're interested in downloading it, it's free. It's open source software. And I used Skyglow, and I came up with the following very interesting findings. On dawn of the 12th of August 3 BC, the Magi would have observed Jupiter and Venus rising over the eastern horizon in conjunction with each other and in the constellation of Leo. Now, when two planets are in conjunction, it simply means that they appear to overlap as one bright object. So, it seems that there is one, not two objects, and that they're shining very, very brightly. Now, the Babylonian Magi would have known that Leo was, for them, the royal constellation. You see, they assigned different stars and different planets with different significance. And they attached nations and events to these things. So for them, Leo represented the nation of Israel. The star Regulus, which was right there as well, was known as the King Star. So they would have put all this together. And to them it would have indicated that a king was to be born in Israel. It's very unlikely, however, that these Babylonian wise men would have embarked on the very long journey to Israel on that information alone. But something very, very unusual then happened. 
and I would ask you to try and follow this as carefully as you can. If you need a diagram, please go to my website www.truthistheword.com and then search for an article called Something Magical. And in there you'll find a diagram of what I'm now going to try and describe to you in words. A very unusual astronomical event. You see, Jupiter has an elliptic orb orbit of very long duration. So it sometimes appears from our earthly vantage point to pause in the heavens as it kind of seems to turn, it pauses, and then it goes back, it retraces its path. Now, in the 16 months between the 12th of September 3 BC and the 25th of December 2 BC, it did more than just pause in the heavens. Here's what happened. On the 12th of December 3 BC, Jupiter came into conjunction with the star Regulus, the king star, in the constellation of Leo, which signified the tribe of Judah, Israel. Mercury and Venus were also in Leo on that day, close together, just between the horizon and Jupiter. So to an observer situated in Babylon, the three planets would have appeared as three lights, one above each other, between the horizon and Regulus. Jupiter then appeared to continue its westward journey. Having paused, it then continues. And then on the 1st of December 3 BC, it appears to stop again. Within a few days, it starts to retrace its path, apparently, in the night sky, heading roughly in an easterly direction. On the 17th of February 2 BC, it once again comes into conjunction with Regulus in the constellation of Leo. And then it continues on, heading east, until on the 27th of March 2 BC, it once again seems to stop. Jupiter then appears to head back west, until on the 3rd of May 2 BC, it comes into an extraordinary third conjunction with Regulus. Now just imagine yourself as a wise man who puts much store on these. You're situated in Babylon and, and the appearance of the stars and the planets in the heaven and how they behave against each other of huge significance to you. And you see Jupiter appearing to circle Regulus around and around it like the great mystical phoenix of ancient days. It circles around and around and around and then it heads off again towards the west. Now, this would have been a powerful sign to them that a great king had been born in Israel. It would have been certainly extraordinary enough for them to set off to go and find him. Jesus was most likely, according to my calculations at least, born just 10 days after the first conjunction of Jupiter with Regulus, the king star. So the Magi obviously waited for confirmation of the third conjunction before setting off for Israel. They would have arrived in Jerusalem in late December. If you, if you measure the, the length of the, of the trip, it would be towards the end of December in the year 2 BC. Now on the 25th of December in the year 2 BC, the planet Jupiter appeared to come to a stop in the night sky for its amazing third time. Now if we move our vantage point, which you can do with this sophisticated computer equipment and software, and you, you look at the thing from the vantage point of Jerusalem, it would have seemed to anybody in Jerusalem that the planet was standing still in the heavens to the south of Jerusalem, directly above 
yep, you guessed it, directly above Bethlehem. And to crown it all, on the dawn of that day, the 25th of December 2 BC, Jupiter was in the constellation of Virgo, the Virgin. During their journey from Babylon to Jerusalem, Jupiter would have appeared to be literally going before these wise men. They would have actually followed its path across the night sky, heading towards Jerusalem, following it in a westerly direction. So just imagine their absolute delight and wonder and awe when this wandering star stopped in the heavens directly above Bethlehem just as they arrived in Jerusalem. Bethlehem, the ancestral home of the royal family David, the very place indicated by Herod's theologians to be the place where the Messiah would be born. Okay. So the 25th of December may not be, and in fact probably isn't, Jesus' actual birthday, which is much more likely to have been in September. But nevertheless, the 25th of December is a hugely significant day. Not only do we as Christians choose to remember and honour the birthday of our Lord, but the Magi, representing the wisdom and wealth and power of the whole world system, on that day, 25th of December, they came and they bowed before the Lord Jesus. <laughs> and it's still happening in our day. On Christmas Day, the world still bows before the Saviour. You know, people, both religious and irreligious, buy each other presents on the 25th of December, or for the 25th, they open them. But often before opening them, millions and millions of them stream to church, where they bow before Jesus Christ, the Lord, just as the ancient Magi had done so long ago. Glory to God in the highest. 25th of December, a significant day. A day that represents the world paying homage to the Saviour that was born to save mankind. Wonderful. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Truth Talks from Truth is the Word Ministry. If you'd like to share your views, read up on related topics, or purchase one of Dr. Pebbler's books, please visit his blog on truthistheword.com. And remember, truth 